Welcome to In Strange Company. I'm your host, Marcus Strange. I believe we're a composite of the people with whom we surround ourselves. On this podcast, I sit down with some of the most interesting humans you could hope to meet and give you the opportunity to surround yourself with some amazing people. My guests and I share insights into creating authentic and purpose-filled lives. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the company. Hey everyone, welcome back to In Strange Company. I am very excited that you guys are tuning in today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is uh, training and wellness. And I'm really excited to have Philip Gauthier here as my guest today. Phil, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Marcus. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Hey, yeah, uh, it's it's always fun whenever I start these because I'm I still haven't hit a, a, a hundred download or sorry not downloads a hundred episodes yet, and so each time someone says you know thanks for having me on your show it's it still gives me butterflies so I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I'm nervous with excitement, so <laughs> I like awesome. to do these things. So uh, it's a uh, it really is a pleasure to come on and share share my knowledge, share my wealth of knowledge. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really excited because you work with a product and we're going to dive into what that product is that has really helped me a lot in my training. And for me, um, being a former high school and college athlete, um, now moving into, you know, almost into my mid thirties, I am still looking to grow and improve in my athletic pursuits, but I want to do it in a safe way and in a, a way that allows me to live the best life I can moving forward and not be in a lot of pain. So um, that's kind of a tease for what we're going to talk about later on. But what I want to dive into now is uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you're a very interesting person. You've got a, a really killer background in uh, kinesthesiology and in wellness. Um, would you share a little bit about yourself with the listeners? Yeah, so... I've always been involved in sports and athletics my whole life. Um, and what everyone knows now, or everyone sees me, they see me as element 26, but I've always been, I've always identified with that athlete and uh, trainer mindset. And now and it's, it's kind of like a, a two-phase now I'm an entrepreneur with Element 26, but I always grew up as an athlete. So my roots are really in the athletics. I grew up playing three sports in high school. I was a power lifter. I deadlifted 550. Um, and then, you know, it's crazy now to think that I've gone on to start this company, which I never really thought I would start, um, that being Element 26 and performance gear. And then turn it into something that's that's profitable. You know, my friend came to me with this whole idea. I won't I won't go down that road yet. But um, my background is really physical therapy, training, and sports. Like I'm, I identify myself more as an athlete than an entrepreneur. I hope that answers the question. <laughs> Absolutely, that does. How do you think that mindset of of being an athlete? first and an entrepreneur or second has allowed you to effectively step into the space as an entrepreneur in the athletic uh, industry? I think it's given me a huge, a very strong foothold um, when it comes to interacting and relating to athletes or relating to the community. So when I got started, like I was like, I know nothing about business. My business partner, Jason, he's like, he's the brains behind all the finances and kind of like what we're going to do next. But I'm more of like, I, I have to figure out a way to interact with these athletes. You know, originally I was actually supposed to be the face of Element 26 because I'm a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. He's my best friend, I'm a physical therapist. That didn't really work. So it's like, how do I figure out how to, I had to find my own role within the company and I figured out relating to athletes because of my background was the best way to do it. So just creating relationships and giving back in that aspect was what I've, I've found out I can deliver the most. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the key to any success for successful venture. Um, you see a lot of business people that try to step into a specific industry, and they try to pr produce a product and then tell you why you should buy it instead of being a whatever whatever the industry is, being in that industry, seeing a need, identifying that need, and figuring out, okay, how do I now make a product that fits this need? And um, that was one of the things that really caught my attention about you guys is that your products really fit the needs that I had. And I found that to be uh, much better than buying a product that was marketed to me, but that just didn't necessarily fit the needs. And I think that's a huge key to being a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's fixing, it's finding a problem and solving it. Um, so whatever that problem may be, maybe it's like you, you got to find a belt that's not going to slip on you, uh, during your workout. So we came up with the self-locking buckle, um, or the grips, you know, we found a, we've solved the problem of, you need to. You don't want to use chalk, and you just want to go up there and just crank out muscle ups without having to sweat all over the bar and slip off. So our grips are basically rubber on steel. Um, so it's just about solving problems. Yeah, absolutely. And as a PT, you obviously this is your world is solving problems, figuring out what the the solution is. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've done physical therapy in the past, and one of the things I love about my physical therapist is they're really big on, um, for lack of a better term, preventative maintenance. Like these are the things that you should be doing every day so that in the future, this thing is not going to pop up and become a problem again. Um, and for me, what I've found works best is having some non-negotiables in my life mm -hmm. that are just things that I do every day that lay that foundation. So those problems don't pop up. Do you, you know, and this can be fitness or whatever, but do you have non-negotiables in your life? Things that fulfill, these are the things I have to do every day to be, you know, at my best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, tr so I try to, I try to train every day or at least give myself space to do some sort of physical activity. If I don't fill that container, then man, it's, it's a rough day. Um, it can even, it can literally just be walking. Um, but I have to get that space. I have to get that downtime, that me time in order to recharge because I'm go, go, go on email, email marketing, the Facebook group, the Instagram, um, on calls with other influencers, trying to find influencers. There's, and then on top of that, you know, I work 28 hours a week as a physical therapist. So it's a lot of go time. If I don't have that time to just settle down, then it's going to be, it's, it's a lot harder, honestly. So I've made me time a priority. Mm. Um, and training is where I get that me time, especially. I'm a part of your, your Facebook group, um, the element 26, less ego, more iron. And I absolutely love the, the stuff you share in there. you share a lot of really thought provoking things. And I don't remember, I was trying to find it. I, must I must have scrolled past it when I was looking for it, but you shared a quote the other day about the importance of rest. And it really stuck out to me because I saw fairly recently someone shared a post on social media and it was something like, if you're resting your week, like kings don't rest or something something like that. It was very <laughs> very uh, hyperbolic uh, yeah, kind of yeah. in your face motivation post. And, well, that's, and what we, that's what we see every day. It's like, all you do is, sorry, I cut you off, but we see we're like plastered on social media with let's push harder, let's grind harder, no days off. Like that's, that's okay as long as you're in a phase where you can recover. So there's a balance. You need to have that grind mentality, but at the same time you need to pull back and then you need to actually get rest. You need to recover. Yeah, and maybe you can go a little bit more into that because I think we've we've developed a culture, and it's not just with training, it's not just with you know the gym culture of if you're if you are resting, that's weakness, that's actually not mm -hmm. getting you closer to your goal. I'm just kind of curious because I see a lot of what you guys do is allowing people to push really hard 
and then allow for that recovery time. So maybe you could just dive a little bit deeper into that. Cause I think, you know, I've had a lot of friends talk to me and they say, Oh, like, you know, you're working so hard and, and that's, you know, that's fine. But I, I wish that they also understood that there's that important, the importance of rest. So yeah, I think I just threw a lot at you. Maybe yeah, you can no, just a no, it all makes sense. You know, stress is stress. So whether mm. you're exercising, whether you're waking up at 5 a.m. to take care of the kids and make breakfast, do whatever, like you're stressing your body in different ways. Like the more stress you compound on it, the more you fill that cup, that cup's going to overflow. Um, so you have to be able to balance that. If you're crushing yourself in the gym every day, like a lot of the, a lot of these um, functional fitness gyms tend to do with a lot of their members and they push them every single day for five, six days a week. A lot of these people haven't built up the capacity to actually recover. So they're just overdoing themselves versus like if you just have one day, one hard day where you're on the ground writhing in pain. If you have one day a week like that, that's fine. But if you have like consecutive days of just crushing your body, like you hit a one rep max, the next day you did a a 30 minute intense wad. The next day you did some high intensity interval training with minimal rest. Like that stress adds up on top of the rest of your day. That's that's a lot that you have to deal with, and you're not going to be able to make up for that just by sleeping at you know six to eight hours a night. Some people not even that much, but that's the issue at hand. Is you have to prioritize some of the training to fit your lifestyle instead of just just doing the fitness and the training and then trying to catch up elsewhere in your life. It's not going to work. You're just, you're just playing catch up the whole time. Yeah. And I, from my perspective, part of that comes from not identifying what it is that you're working for in the gym. I mean, we see professional athletes and sometimes I catch myself thinking, Oh, I need to be working like that person, but they've got a different goal than I do. Can you talk about the importance of identifying your reason for working for working out yeah so if you have a if you have a goal or you have an end you have a set point in mind you can you can map out that whole plan so you can you can decide your training your nutrition everything just becomes easier so you know okay i'm going to take it easy today or tomorrow okay tomorrow i'm going to push a little bit harder because that's on the plan you have a more clear path than if it's just like okay i do crossfit i'm just going to go with the random the random classes which which is which is fine you just have to be aware of what are they doing on the given day what is your training history do you have it do you have an injury do you need to adjust certain variables to fit your lifestyle so your stress doesn't add up and then you carry that into next week and the week after and then you're you're irritable you're feeling lethargic you're depressed all of these factors add up and you're like why do i feel like this it's because you've been pushing it so hard in life and in training that you, but your body just can't physiologically catch up to how much you're doing. I think that answered the question. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for me, I, I'm not working out. Like I've identified that I'm not working out to go to the CrossFit games or go compete in some rogue fitness challenge. Like I'm working out to be able to, you know, pursue my other, interests. I, I really like backpacking and hiking and hunting and I spend a lot of time in the mountains. And so a lot of what I do is specifically geared towards that. If I bury myself every day in the gym and, and put myself into, you know, adrenal fatigue or I tear a hamstring trying to pull some ridiculous amount of weight, then I'm not gonna be able to do the other things that I love. Exactly. And I think for everyone, um They've just got to, like you were saying, identify what it is that they're going in there to do. Yeah. So you, you totally answered my question. And I've even, I even spent, so I, I spent the last year actually just doing CrossFit um, because before this past year, I hadn't, I hadn't, I've never, I never actually dabbled in CrossFit itself. I've done some functional training variable, variables here and there. But I wanted to actually join a gym and get familiar with what it's like to have that mindset. And I was doing that to be more connected, especially because that's our target audience. I have to be more connected. Now, I, 
I'm not I'm not going to the CrossFit box um, at at this current moment. I'm creating my own functional plan for where I want to be, which is continue to stay mm-hmm. as lean as I am, put on some mass, and keep my aerobic capacity, you know, at a at a steady moderate level. So those are my goals now. But I did CrossFit, not just not I wasn't really I was looking you know I was looking at my physical health but also from the mental standpoint of the brand of element 26 and trying to attach myself what yeah you know what kind of lingo do crossfitters use and etc but it is it is interesting because I found myself at these certain points um overworked and exhausted but because I have this mentality where I'm always like go 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 I need to smash it (laughs) I would I would keep I would I would literally push myself into the ground, you know, and I'm not using like necessarily the RX weight every time, but I would, I would, I would go. If you, if you, if you give me some slack on that leash, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to push it. <laughs> I'm going to push it as far as I can. So like, that's why sometimes, especially for me, it helps to have, it helps to have a coach. It helps to have a, um, a program um, or just a set plan more or less. And that's not right now. I'm not even, I don't necessarily have a coach. I will once I start up my next uh, at my next gym. But having that having that accountability to keep you on track is what matters the most. Yeah, absolutely. This is a total side tangent. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but when you're talking about <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, going and doing CrossFit and you know, kind of letting some slack into that leash. I've been. Uh, competing in this online competition for the last week mm-hmm. and uh the the workout the last workout for the comp was yesterday and it was rowing step ups and then max sit ups and it was one of those things where I was in the gym I was like there were other people around and I kind of was I was going a little bit harder than I normally would have just because of the environment yeah yeah and I uh, I gave myself a mat burn on my ass because I was doing so many sit ups. <laughs> yeah, and I felt it at the time, and I was like, ah, that's gonna burn. Maybe I should like slow down a little bit. But it was that group mentality and the gym mentality of like, no, there's people around me watching. I can't slow down. <laughs> I've been yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to. I'm willing to bleed for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally, I've been there so many times, so many times, just pushing it. Uh, it. I mean, in the past, even for my powerlifting training, I'd be like, I'd have back pain, but I'll be like, oh, you know, I got to hit five by three squats today. You know, I have to suck it up and just do it. You know, that's on the program. Because I, I, I would just, I would do it because my coach said do it. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, yeah, I had pain. Yeah, I could tell him. Eh, it's but it's not it wasn't like severe enough so i just keep pushing through it until the point where i had like you know back spasms and had to had to change exercises and had to change things up the next few weeks so you know i've learned through my own struggles in the past what what works best and how to work with people not you know from a from a coaching standpoint and a pt standpoint is that where the the line less ego more iron came from in a way yeah i that was that was actually more of jason's idea um, okay. came up with those. He's, he's good at those catchy lines. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, less ego and then a more time, more time spent actually working and being smart and training, training correctly versus just grinding yourself into the ground. Cool. Yeah. And, and that actually brings me to the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you shared a, a post that said proper form, good programming, quality sleep, eating less and low stress, ignite the fire. Training gear, equipment, and supplements service the gasoline to that fire. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, form form is everything. Like, so as as a company, you know, we produce gear that's going to help you break PRs and not your body. But the way you set that foundation, every house has to have a foundation, right? So, if you don't have the foundation built, the house is going to fall apart. So you need that. You need your correct lifting form neutral spine hinging at the hips being able to not extend your chest excessively when you're lifting through a range of motion you have to do all these things in order to put your body in the right position once you get the right position and you train that efficiently your brain remembers it subconsciously then you add the gear 
that gear is going to take you a whole nother level. I even see like, there's even some athletes at the higher level, at the CrossFit level. And I'm like, you know, I, that's why you have like these back issues is because everything, one, you're over, you're overtrained, but two, you're just, you're trying, you're not, you don't have your form quite there. If you take time to back off, train your form and then ramp it up, put on the gear, you're going to be so much farther along in your competitive athleticism than if you just try to push through it all the time with your back pain, with a belt, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things that I think about a lot. And I'm, I'm definitely not, folks, you should not look at me as an example, because I'm still <laughs> still working on this. But that's one of the things I think about constantly when I go in. Um, and I've been, so I've been working on learning how to snatch. I, I didn't have a background in Olympic lifting, but I, I really love just the the art of the snatch is just a really cool movement to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you, if you came into the gym, shoot, when did I start? If you came into the gym back in November and you came into the gym now, you would see that I've maybe put on 10 to 15 pounds. And that's, that's not because I can't pull more. Um, I can, I can definitely pull probably 30 or 40 more pounds than what I'm working at. But I'm really concerned about that range of motion, that proper form, and it's just not there yet. And and I think about that a lot when I, you know, when I see people get hurt, and I think, you know, if you had just been willing to be a little bit more patient and not cared so much about what it looks like to other people around you, like lift the lighter weight. If that means that you have good range of motion, good range of motion is something that lasts forever. That that. PR is is great, but having that good range of motion for the rest of your life, that's something that you will always be able to tap into and always use. So I, I love that you guys are I love that you guys are, are focusing on on good movement because I think good movement is foundational to a healthy and productive life. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, I'm a I'm a PT and and coach, so I, I prefer to I'm not just trying to sell a product to sell a product. I like to help people along their journey while also offering them an awesome product. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not just going to like every email I've written, I've written hundred something emails, you know, and I write new ones every week for people um, in our, in our, on our email list. And it just, it's, it's either motivational, it's educational, um, holds them accountable. All of these things are factors into the journey. That's going to make a big difference. Yeah. And that, that shows through in element 26. And I think this is a good segue into talking about what the company is. You guys on your website, one of the things that caught my attention, it says we provide functional gear to functional athletes so they can destroy their PRs, not their bodies. I just, I love that. Like that, that resonates with me. And I'm just like, where did this come from? Like, where did you, it it says that you and a U.S. Army veteran founded this company. I'm just really curious how this all came about. Yeah. So my best friend, uh, my best friend, Jason is an Army veteran. We went to school at UMass, UMass Amherst. So University of Massachusetts in Western Massachusetts. Um, We were roommates. We lived together for three years. And, you know, after that, he, he was in the ROTC at the time and then got stationed in Hawaii, a nice place he got stationed. Um, and then I went off to physical therapy school for my doctorate at Northeastern, which is a school in Boston. So I completed about four years of PT school there after my undergrad at UMass, graduated in 2015. And then a couple of years later, uh, July 2017, Jason was like, Phil, hey, you want to, uh, it's like, uh, I, I think we can, I think we can make some money, you know, selling, selling this product on Amazon. I'm like, sure. I'll, uh, yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know? <laughs> so, so, you know, he sells, he sends me a bunch of like samples of like belts. He's like, check out these. And I really like this one specific one. So like literally it started because Jason had this idea to start a business. He's, he's 
uh, he he man he uh, majored in operations management in, at UMass. Mm-hmm. Um, he was you know he was in the he was in the army. He's he's a he's a natural born leader. Um, so he he took it upon himself, but he wanted me, he wanted me to kind of be the face of the company. So he wanted to start this new project with me um, just for fun, you know, to see what would happen. So he sent me a bunch of belts. We chose the one that the one, the current one you have now, we we've made several iterations to the belt to make it better um, over the years. But ever since then, um, you know, right when we launched it, it was, it was huge for functional athletes and CrossFitters. Um, so I knew right away, I was like, you know, oh, crap, you know, I'm not going to be like the face of the company anymore. I have to figure out, you know, my own identity within the company, which has been, a, I'm still, I'm still figuring that out to this day, but it's getting a little bit more clear every, every week's getting a little bit more clear. What does that look like to you? My identity? Yeah. Um, it's, I guess it's, I guess I'm slowly embodying that digital marketer entrepreneurial role. Mm. I still don't, I still don't understand the finances and the sales and the taxes and all that stuff as well as Jason does. But I'm really, I'm really liking how email marketing works, funnels work, Facebook, uh, Facebook relationships work, uh, email relationships work, all that stuff I find really fun. Like, you know, I'll respond to every single email. I try to respond to every single Facebook comment. I try to respond to every single Instagram comment. Like that stuff is, is my, is my thing right now. So I'm really liking that digital marker marketer. Uh, I don't even know what else you call it, but that digital marketer persona, that identity. Yeah. No, I, this is one of the things I love about entrepreneurs and startups is you start in one place and the, the spot that you are currently in and the spot that you're going to end up, they're also vastly different. And I love that you guys are really embracing that and just going with it. Cause I, you know, sometimes you can overthink it and overanalyze it, but I, I love that you're just stepping yeah. in and giving it a go. No, I mean, like. Yeah, we wanted to start this project right at the beginning. We wanted to launch this this cool bell and see, you know, how many sales you can get. But it, I mean, on Amazon, the traffic's already there. But at the same time, it's like, I that's not fulfilling to me. You know, what's fulfilling is helping people and interacting with people. That's just what I like to do. That's who I am. Yeah. You know, Jason's more of a numbers guy, but I just really like to interact with people. Um you know, that's not to say Jason's not a relationship guy, but we both have our different compliments, which make the company what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I've seen, um, I, I, I run in a lot of entrepreneurial circles in my life and it's really interesting to see the ones that are successful are the ones where the people who are, are part of the, the organization lean into their skills and the ones that struggle or fail are the ones where people try to be something that they're not and, Mm. and try to do too much instead of being honest about, you know, this is my wheelhouse or this is something I'm passionate about. These are the things I should focus on. So hearing you say that makes uh, total sense to me. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been an awesome journey and it's, you know, we're just over three years old as a company right now as an LLC, but, um, and I think our first our our belt was first launched in September of 2017. So it's almost been three years since that. And now we have I think we have five products. We have five products now, um, and soon to hopefully have a couple more that were that were we got in the we got in the queue. Nice. And I, I definitely want to dive into the products that you offer because I think there's a lot of people that would benefit from these. But the name Element 26. Where did that come from? Ah, uh, so we were like fooling around. I was like that first weekend that Jason Hugh knew the idea. <laughs> I think we were on the phone for like three or four hours, like literally just. Oh wow! Even, honestly, we weren't even like talking the whole time. We we're just trying to like, oh, we we're just hanging around. It was a lazy day. I had, I went to a country concert the night before, so um, I was a little bit, <laughs> I was a little hungover. But anyway, <laughs> I was. 
uh, we were hanging around and throwing ideas at each other. We we're like, oh, strength this, strength that. And like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. Just it didn't sound authentic. I wanted something more like sciency. Um, mm. So we got down to the periodic table, and we we're like running through, you know, element element 18 element element one ox i don't know oxygen helium I, I i it's been so long since chemistry but um we got down to like element 26 which was iron and you know iron you've mm. seen the movie pumping iron by arnold with arnold in it um that's that was the framework for it because this company is embodying everything in the gym, which right now is all iron. So that's kind of what led it down that path. So it's, it's a subtle, it's a, it's subtle, but it's, it's clearly there, you know, element 26 is iron. I love it. That's awesome. Rolled with it. <laughs> so at element 26, when people go check out your website, you guys offer weightlifting belts, bar belts, hand grips, ISO wraps, wrist straps. Am I forgetting anything? Let's see. I have to write them down too. Barbells, straps, grips, belt, wraps. Uh, yes. Knee sleeves are being tested. Nice. Fingers crossed with those. Yeah. We won't cool. even get started on those. those. Those are the bane of my existence. <laughs> we launched <laughs> knee sleeves before, but uh, it had some issues with ripping, so we had to liquidate them all. And ever since those knee sleeves, those are like early 2018. Ever since those, we've been trying to find a good material. Um, but currently we have bar belts, figure eight straps, um, grips, hand grips, the weightlifting belt, of course, and the wraps. The belt is the belt is the number one. That's the that's our bread and butter right now that we're trying now we're trying to get the grips and um, the grips and straps are right behind that. And then the wraps which we just launched, I think it was a couple months ago. Um, and the barbells, we're just going to start getting up to Amazon. So we're excited about those. And so with the weightlifting belt, maybe just for people that don't run in this world, why would someone need a weightlifting belt, first of all? Um, so if you've already been training for, I, I like to say like a year at minimum, maybe six months if you're like, if your learning curve is really good. Um a lifting belt is going to add more stability to your midsection and intra-abdominal pressure, which is just the pressure you generate in your abdomen underneath your diaphragm, which is a big breathing muscle. That creates more stability around the abdominal region. One, it feeds the brain. It tells it more stable. But two, you have increased pressure, which pushes against your lumbar spine, which is your low back. That in itself creates uh, a more solid foundation to push upon. Um, therefore, you feel more stable in your pelvic floor, underneath your diaphragm, in your torso. Because you have all that going for you, now you're going to be able to lift a little bit more, a little bit better. But then again, remember, it's all about form. So if you have the crappiest form, you'll still improve, but your ceiling is going to be tapped out early. Like you'll still be able to squat more with a belt if you don't have your, if your form's not all there than without a belt. Mm -hmm. But again, you're not going to be able to, see your full potential because you haven't mastered your form first. And sometimes that belt can mask um, some compensations or some non-ideal positions. Gotcha. What sets your belt apart? Our belt is, it's designed for the functional athlete. Um, so it's, it's got a four inch uniform profile. It's designed to uh, fit comfortably to the rib cage in the abdominal region. At the same time, you're also able to tighten it and untighten it quickly. And it has that self-locking pin, which is this little um, bar within the buckle that allows it to quickly loosen, um, but also keep it, it allows it to keep it um, so you're not relying on the Velcro. So if you're relying on the Velcro, there's been a lot of belts. I'm not going to name any companies, but it's been a lot of belts that pop open on the bottom of the squat. We're solving the problem of a belt not popping open, but it's still Velcro and it's still um, 
not overly restrictive, especially for the functional athlete who needs to jump down and do burpees and then hop up and do some deadlifts. So that is exactly what happened to me and why I found you guys. I was, I was actually, I was trying to PR my back squat and I had a, another belt who, as you said, will remain nameless. And I tightened it up, Velcroed it down, got under the bar, lifted the bar off, took a big deep breath in and started to go down. And the belt just popped off, like didn't even stay on, just like it fell to the ground. And I was like, oh, crap. And I fortunately hadn't gone too far down yet, so I just was able to quickly stand back up and set the bar down. But in that moment, I was like, all right, I got to find something that's not going to do that because that was scary. Yeah, it throws you off. It, it throws off your whole mentality. <laughs> totally, totally does. And, and again, I, I wasn't depending on that belt to you know save my back. I, I was really trying to focus on that good form. But – like you said, it, it threw me off. It surprised me, which could have led to me getting hurt. And you do, as you know, as you talked about that proper form, like you are engaging and depending on that belt to provide some stability at a certain point. And so, yeah, I just, I started looking around and it was actually, I was scrolling Instagram and I'm a really big fan of Christian Harris. I just absolutely love so, so much about what he's doing. And I noticed the belt that he was wearing. I was like, man, that thing looks pretty slick. And uh, he had tagged you guys, and that was how I found it. So I got one, tried it out, and the, the rest is history. Absolutely I've loved it. I've smashed a, a bunch of PRs since I've been using it. And it's, it's everything that you say it is, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. The belt's great. Uh, we're very thankful for the relationship we've had with Chris um, in the past. And Chris has been awesome. We, we're not partnered with him technically right now, but he still does train with the belt every now and then, which is amazing. Cool. Yeah. And absolutely love the belt. I'm really excited to try these hand grips. You said those are the, um, the other big seller that you guys have right now? Yeah, the hand grips have been awesome during this, uh, this difficult time with, you know, gyms, you know, having to be social distance and um, chalk being banned. Because mm. these grips are essentially uh, rubber. And if you could imagine rubber on a steel surface or a clean steel surface, no chalk, it grips the crap out of the bar. So it really bites down. And mm. you don't have to waste time chalking up. Sweat doesn't get on the front of the grip. It just stays on the back. Um, unless you're clearly like dripping your hands on the... T- you know, uh, from yeah. your head, unless stripping off your head onto your hands. Um, if that's, you know, and if you do get, wa- if you do get chalk on the grips or if you do get water on the grips, you can always just give it a quick wipe off on your shorts and ready to go back up on the bar. Um, so that's the big problem that these grips have solved is there's no chalk needed and they grip like crazy to the bar. And the, the big thing um, for those listening to this podcast Big thing to make sure you're not doing with these grips is hanging on the strap. A lot of athletes tend to fall into the strap as they get fatigued. And then what happens is you reduce the life of the grip because you're using the actual grip strap to hold hold you up to the bar instead of your own forearm and hand strength. So you have to make sure that as you're falling into or as you're getting tired, you're not falling into the strap and having that strap support you because the grips will grip so well that people will will start to see small tears in the grips because they're hanging on the strap. So we just tell them, you know, to keep you honest, you can actually un- undo the strap a little bit and keep it a little bit loose. Therefore, you'll know if you're starting to slide a little bit and you'll actually grip it more with your hand and forearm instead of relying on the grip itself and relying on, you know, an accessory to your, to your lifts or to your training. Gotcha. Yeah, that's... That is a uh, definite uh, problem-solving product right there because I, I mean, I got pretty sissy hands, man. And so without that chalk, it's been a little bit of a challenge doing bar work recently. So like I said, I'm excited to try those. They look freaking awesome. Um, what is there another product you you want to talk about? Something else that we should highlight? Um, yeah, this, well, there's a barbell. It's honestly I, are awesome. 
I don't know if you've had a chance to see those. So just on social. Yeah. Tell me about them. Um, so that's a patent pending product that we're in the process of taking care of the legal stuff with. Uh, we only sell it on our website right now, but I think within the next week we are going to start selling it on Amazon. I, I'd give it a week or two um, from this date. But essentially what those barbells do is, so if you've ever tried practicing like muscle ups or pull ups, um, uh, say, say like you can't get a pull up, right? What, what you got to do is you, maybe you just attach a, a band to the, to the bar and you stick your foot in it and do it that way. But if another alternative is you'll take a barbell and put it on a rack, um, and then you'll basically be on the ground in like a squat position, you know, just pull yourself up that way. Also, if you think of that position, you know how you're hanging down, your butt's almost on the ground. You can do muscle up work from that position and push yourself up and over the bar. But again, that remember that barbell is only halfway up that rig or that rack, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And, and people, you've got a great photo on your Instagram. People can scroll to your Instagram and see what you're talking about for a visual. But what, what athletes and what functional athletes have done for a long time is they use bands. And rubber bands, one, it takes a long time uh, to set up. And if you don't get the height right, you have to undo it all and do it again. And then you, you're wasting time and possibly money if the bands rip because the bands don't like to be on those um, sharp edges of the rig. Um, mm. so what these barbells do is they hold the barbell into the rack to keep it uh, safe and secure, but it'll, we've designed it. So it goes quickly around the barbell around the rack and then through the pin. And it's got the same self-locking pin as the belt does. So the thing is not going anywhere. And the harder you try to wiggle it, the harder, the, the tighter it's going to get just like the belt. Gotcha. That's sweet, man. That's a, that's a really cool product. Yeah, no, we're we're proud of it. Um, I'd say that's all my, that's all. Uh, we have another we have another business partner. That's that was his big idea. So I give him a lot right. of credit for that one. Yeah, and I like how that fits into this niche for people like myself. I don't have the best, you know, um, gymnastic strength, mm-hmm. and for me, I do do a lot of work um, with the bar in a rack and working on my my pulling from there i'm just thinking like this is going to solve a lot of problems for me especially in my home gym where i my the (laughs) the ceiling in my home gym is not very high and i don't love to do a lot of gymnastic works because of the rafters and whatnot so this is actually going to help with a lot of goals that i've been trying to reach what else should people know about element 26 i feel like there's so much to know that i haven't asked you about uh, let's see. Anything in particular? Uh, it's, it's, I'm always, I'm always tough to go off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. So, well, maybe just for people right now, a lot of people are training at home and, you know, we kind of, we, we highlighted that, that barbell that can maybe help you work on some gymnastic stuff, but for people who are working out at home, what, what products should they be getting? right now what's going to help them take their training to the next level when they're working out from home sure um this is a couple of them i'd highlight right now is one is the grips the grips um because there's no chalk they don't need to get chalk all over their house and with like say the finger loop grips those ones have the loops on the back so the grip's not flopping around at the front you can actually you know do all your kettlebell work your dumbbell work whatever while you're at home um, and not have to worry about all the sweat or all the chalk getting all over the place, whether it's in your garage or you're in your, your living room or kitchen um, doing your workout. The other product would be the wraps, the wrist wraps, because um, whether you're doing push-ups or handstand work or um, you're just doing dumbbell work, uh, um, overhead dumbbell work, front squat stuff, those wraps are going to help you limit the amount of stress around the wrist region. And I always explain, I, I have a video where I explain two different techniques. It's on our YouTube, um, the two different techniques of how to apply those wraps in order to get the most benefit out of them. One of is one is 
more around the actual tiny bones of the wrist called the carpals. And that's to limit extension in the wrist, which is the bending back motion. The other is lower, and it still allows you extension of the wrist, but it stabilizes the tendons that feed into the wrist. So if you have like some chronic tendonitis going on, that's that technique would be better for you. So the grips, because they don't know how to shock, um, and, and sweat's not really a problem. And then the wraps, because they can stabilize that wrist, because I know a lot of people doing a lot of stuff at home are probably using tons of dumbbells and um, they're stressing their upper extremity quite a bit. So the wraps can help you stabilize that wrist a little bit better. Um, and like anything, you know, I'll, I literally just wrote an email this morning on neutral wrist position and maintaining that alignment. Um, so yes, you might have extension in the wrist and the wraps will help you, but you have to make sure that form is on point. So those two products, the grips and the wraps are number, uh, number one and number two. Uh, the straps can help too. The figure eight straps we have. Now, I haven't really mm-hmm. talked much about those because that's more of like power lifters love those uh, because it's it's more designed for lifting big weights. The guys who use them mostly that I know of are those guys who are deadlifting like five, 600 pounds, um, even some strong men. Uh, because what these wraps do is they're a lot more durable and easier to get on than just a traditional wrap that you just, or strap that you wrap around the bar. Um, now at home, it's actually, it's, it's kind of funny. I got through the whole COVID-19 pandemic. I, and when I, we were in quarantine over here in mass, I had to figure out ways to, I had these figure eight straps, but I was like, I got to figure out stuff to do at home. So I literally like, I take bands, I loop the straps through it and use the, use like one strap as like handles. And I could, I could row, I could pull, I could, I could press, um, mm-hmm. I could even take my, I have, two, I have, uh, you know, the attachments for rings, you know, how you have the rings for muscle ups and whatnot. Um, and I just replaced those with some of the figure eight straps and that was, it, it worked amazing in my, on my porch door. So nice. uh, I was doing like curls and all sorts of things, but I was using the figure eight straps to do so. So, um, though that allows you different alternative uses at home but stuff you wouldn't think of like right off the top of your head. So you really got got to get creative with the figure eight straps um, when you're training at home. Gotcha. And people can find your products on Amazon, on your website, which is element26.co. Where else can they find you guys? Element26.co, that's our online store, Amazon storefront. Just, just search element 26 uh, they can find us at Amazon, uh, not Amazon, Instagram, element26.co. Um, and then they can find us. We have a Facebook page, but we also have the Facebook group, which you're in, and that's where we're most active. And that group is Team E26, Less Ego, More Iron. And I always tag all of these in the show notes so you guys can go. Um, I'll make sure to put the Amazon store, the website, and then couple of the social media channels as well. So you guys can check them out in the show notes. Uh, Phil, thank you so much for coming on, talking about mindset, talking about the company. I absolutely love the products. I think they're great. Everyone, if you're looking for them, I really recommend you check them out. Uh, This is the part of the show where I ask you some off the wall questions. You ready for it, man? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Uh, What is something new you want to try? New, I want to try. Um, is it something I, I haven't completely invested in? Can it, can it be something I haven't completely invested in 100%? Uh, whatever you want it to be. These I, I put very few constraints on how you guys answer these questions. So, yeah, I really, that sounds great. So, <laughs> I really want to, like, get my – so I can speak some Spanish, but I really want to, like, become fluid, uh, fluent at it. Um, mm. so I'm always like in my downtime, I'm just trying to, trying to le- learn a little bit more Spanish. Cause I have a lot of Spanish speaking and Portuguese speaking patients, um, at my current job right now. And it's, it's really awesome when you can do like an evaluation and, uh, help someone out, give them exercise cues in Spanish. Um, so I really want to double down on that because I just think it's, it's freaking awesome. And, um, and you just relate to a lot more people that way too. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm trying to learn Spanish right now as well. And that's actually when you said being able to relate, relate to other people, you know, just to be able to show someone else just the kindness of addressing them in their own language. Like, that's pretty cool, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Honestly, like, I have a lot of people that have lived in America for a while. They don't, they can speak some English, but they don't feel confident in it. So I'm like, no, it's yeah. no problem. You know, I'll take on the, I'll, I'll learn Spanish. Like I, I learned some of it in school. So I took those principles. I apply it to where I'm at now. And then the more I practice, the better I get, you know, I even changed my phone to Spanish for two years. Um, recently I had to change it back to English just because I was dealing with, uh, element 26 on a greater scale. And I didn't want to send like emails to people and the, it would like end in, you know, it would end with like a Spanish like ending or whatever on the bottom of the email, and I didn't want to confuse people. <laughs> but because um, then I, you know, then everyone started talking to me in Spanish <laughs> more than I know, and you know how that goes. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's been really rewarding, especially because I could relate to a lot of people and make them feel more comfortable. Nice, very cool. What's a book everyone should read? Ooh. Um, What's this? The Little Book of Clarity is a really good book um, that was actually recommended by my friend George Bryant. George Bryant's an entrepreneur um, who is huge on relationship building. He He's actually the guy I, I've learned a lot from. Um, but The Little Book of Clarity, let me see who it's by. By Jamie Smart, Little Book of Clarity. That's awesome because it just gets you focused on everything. Um, it's really important and kind of teaches you what what really what you should be focusing on and and what's what's just your thought. Would you rather have a Slurpee or a milkshake? Uh, milkshake. I'm more of a dairy guy. I don't eat much. I don't drink much dairy, but I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a milkshake. I also worked at an ice cream stand for like five summers straight from 2005 to 2009. So ice cream all the way. Ice cream milkshake, all the same. <laughs> that oh man, I dude, I can pound milkshakes. It's not even funny. Um, would you rather have beer or wine? Beer, beer. I like a good craft beer. I don't drink. I don't drink a lot, but I'd rather have like a good, flavorful craft beer. You know what I'm really into now is sours. Like I don't. Oh yeah. I like the I like the tartness of it. Like I like citrusy things too. Like. I could just, and I don't even know. I I don't know if this is the same. This is this is this right wordage, but I love I love like eating lemons and stuff, and like that sourness is what I love in the sour beer. Um, gotcha. So I, I don't know. I just I I love the uh, the taste of it, but a beer definitely over wine. Well, if you're ever in Montana, we got some great breweries, and they do some awesome sours. So we'll have to get you. Yeah, to I try do. Something. I do a fair amount of skiing and snowboarding when I can. Um, I nice. traveled to, went out to Vail, Vail this past year, got cut short because of COVID, but, um, I do want to, I, I know Jackson holes in Wyoming, but I do want to, I'm not too sure what's in Montana, but I'd love to, I'd love to travel up there even in the summertime too. Sweet. <laughs> uh, what's your most used emoji? Uh, let's see what it is. <laughs> I can actually open my phone right now. Let's see if I was talking to it. It's a smiley face. It's a smiley hey. face. I got a check mark. I got a heart heart for my fiance as of last week. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And hearts because I love all of the uh, Element 26 Facebook group people. Um, gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of fire. You know, I, it's, it's typical ones that I use to post with. I like it. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure song? I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of like my songs recently. Um, aren't even what I normally go to, but guilty pleasure is would have to be. I wouldn't even say it's guilty. Um, something it have to be something country related. Right now. It has to actually. You know what it would be? It would be um, that current song featuring Nelly and uh, um, what's his name? Jamie Jamie Allen, Jimmy Allen, Jimmy Allen. 
and Nelly. There's a there's a there's a new song by Nelly. You know Nelly from It's Getting Hot in Here. Yeah, um, yeah. Him and him and uh, Jimmy Allen, a country singer, put together this really good jam, and it's it's mainstream, but I like it. I really like it. I like a lot of mainstream country, but I've been listening to a lot of like uh, I guess like slower, like more spiritual kind of music lately. Like Nessie Gomes is one I've been listening to a lot when I work out just to kind of get me through some of the, the, the training or just to get my mind like clear, like not even focusing on anything. So actually, I guess it would serve as a pleasure when I'm listening to like country things. Cause it's like, okay, this is like a reward from what I'm listening to during the gym. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say I like that Jimmy Allen song with uh, Nelly in it. Yeah, it's funny how when you're training, if you every once in a while listen to something that's outside the norm, every once in a while, I'll listen to contemporary country when I'm training too. Mm-hmm. And it refocuses you in a, a strange kind of way. It does. It really does. It really does. Like, I, I like it. Even though a lot of it, a lot of it's very pop. It's not like, um, it's not like the old school country you used to. It's, it's more modern day, but I, that's the kind of country I like to kind of gets me focused whether it's slow or i mean if it's too slow i'm cutting it off but if it's if it's moderate pace to fast pace all day yeah what's the least amount of money you'd stop to pick up the least amount of money i'd stop to pick up a penny (laughs) me too i I don't know why maybe it's from like it's my lucky penny (laughs) (laughs) only if it's heads up though only if it's heads up (laughs) Oh, don't, don't mess with those tails up, man. It's not worth it. Exactly. <laughs> Who would you want to back you up in a bar fight? Oof. Uh, let me think. Oh, if you go to our Element 26 page, just, uh, I don't know if you can see it right now. He's, he might be a bit f- far back, but there's this huge guy. I used to work with him at one of our gyms. I was a PT at, I was a physical therapist at, this guy was huge. So I actually got him as part of one of our photo shoots. Uh, I think it was la yeah. Uh, almost, almost two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, I got him in a photo shoot, but he's huge. His name is Billy. Um, he's somewhere in the element 26 Instagram page, but he's huge. He's probably <laughs> give you perspective. He's probably like six, five, like two, six, 60 to 70 yeah there's a picture of him like bench pressing on the element 26 page he's he's massive i would get that guy all day okay i like it well phil before we wrap up i just want to say thank you again i really appreciate you taking the time especially on a saturday to to chat with me um love talking to you about mindset it was really fun love learning more about the products um do you have uh, before I ask you the final question that I ask everybody, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave with us? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's, this has been an awesome pleasure, Marcus, and I appreciate everything you're doing with bringing all this knowledge together for the community. I think it's going to help. It's going to help everyone moving forward, especially during this time. So thank you so much. Absolutely, man. So my final question um, that I asked to all my guests is what does it look like to you to live an authentic life? What I'm, what I'm doing right now. Um, and that's just being true to myself. You know, I'm still learning and still, still trying not to be, I guess, swayed by social media and everything around me, but just doing what I'm doing, honing in on, Honing in on my skill set, honing in on relationships—that's that's authentic. That's authenticism, authenticism to me. Um, yeah, it's is every day. I guess I try to. I, I'm trying to be auth- as authentic as I can be, and be true to true to myself, true to my fiance, my customers, the audience, everybody. Um, and just keep pushing that and just getting more comfortable and more comfortable and more comfortable with who I am and, and where I'm going. So that's, that's an authentic life. Just, just 
just being who you are and not having a care in the world of what other people are as long as you're helping them and you're not causing pain or, or harm to anyone else. That's that's authentic. authentic. you got to help me say this word, authenticism. 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 I'm not going to be much help to you there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just made up a word. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for showing up in an authentic way, Phil. I appreciate it. To everybody else uh, who's listening, keep showing up in an authentic way as well. Thanks for keeping us company today and we'll catch you on the next one.